live from the Papua Studio at Marlin High School. This is Manly Marlin, our chance to engage our community, mainly about Marlin. But we talk about other things, too. My name is Dr. Daryl Henson, your proud superintendent. Today, I'm joined in the studio with... Jesse Bustamante, Director of Human Resource and Special Education. Dr. Stacy Parker, Executive Director of Academic Student Services and your proud Marlin High School principal. And we have a special guest in the studio today. The Marlin Bulldogs have seen as much turnover as anyone in its recent history. Three seasons, three head coaches. Now they hope number three can awake a sleeping giant in Central Texas. Ruben Torres III takes over a Bulldog program which made the playoffs last season but couldn't get over the hump once they got there. When he looks at the raw pieces in place. Let's welcome to the Purple Art Studio, Coach Ruben Torres III. Hey, hey, hey. Great to be here. Great to be here. Today's episode is all about athletics. Marlin, Texas is an athletic community. So, Coach Torres, you're new here in Marlin. What would you say is your immediate feel or love for Marlin Bulldog athletics? Well, after this afternoon, the immediate feel is uh, really just a great passion for this community and for our kids. I think that and we can get into this at a much other level, but the neglect that's happened here with our kids and our families for so long. Yes. And you see it every day living with these kids. It, it's something I've never felt before in my mm. heart and in my stomach. And so I'm extremely excited. I'm extremely excited about the opportunity to work with our kids and just see them really shock the world and shock the state. And for them to start putting distaste in other people's mouth because of our success. Mm. And Dr. Parker, you are the high school principal. Yes. And as we know, as a part of any high school in Texas, football, volleyball, track, basketball, it reigns supreme. So what do you feel is your role in supporting the athletic success of our students here at Marlin High School? Well, one, my primary role is to, I see them all day. So before they even hit athletics and, and before <laughs> they don't wore on my nerves all day long. But really, I love the kids and why I see my primary role is to be that champion all day. Make sure that they come to um, the athletic period and to practice um, energized, not defeated by the academic day. So also making sure they're set up for success all around the board. And Mr. Bustamante, as director of HR and special education, you've also been kind of coined the director of special projects, which includes athletics. What is your viewpoint sitting from central office in, and in your role to support our athletic mission of the district? I think for me, um, the most important thing is making sure that our kids have what they, what they need to be successful. And also with our coaches, making sure we support them uh, with resources, with apparel, with equipment, um, but also getting them that professional development that they need. Uh, what brand of apparel? Mm. Nike and Jordan. Nike. Nike. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I say all Only the time. Only the best. It has to be Nike or Jordan brand. No, no shade on the swag, but we're not wearing Russell. No, if we're going to sit up here and say we're going to look the best, when you look good, you play good, you feel good, like Dion said, put a check on your chest. So I threw away my Adidas. Thank you, Coach Torres. I now have a pair of Nikes. <laughs> now, but before you can become a great coach, mm -hmm. we would hopefully you have some experience in your past. The three of us have been coaches, Mr. Bustamante, myself, and Coach Torres. Mr. Bustamante, how were you as an athlete? Believe it or not, 
I was a quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. You can't tell right what? now, but. <laughs> Built like that? I know, right? <laughs> what offense did, did y'all run? Quarterback and D-line. <laughs> 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 but um, I definitely, I played quarterback in high school all four years. And just the experience that I had in El Paso with Coach Tom Work, uh, he's one of my mentors now, and I look up to him as a leader. Uh, but he was a great motivator, and the memories that I have from, from Riverside High School will stay with me forever. Uh, the friendships that, that I built uh, through athletics uh, will last a lifetime, and, and that's just something that, that's very dear to my heart. You know, for me, uh, growing up at Irvin High School with Tony Shaw, who's a Hall of Fame coach, I think the the thing that stands out His the name's most. on the stadium, by the way. It yes, is. It wow. is. You went to high school coach with him? Works. No, he coached Oh, he me. coached you in high school. <laughs> no, if I went to high school with him, I'd look much different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we you know kids have changed now. But what I, what I remember the most is walking two miles to Irvin in the morning, going through morning workouts, walking back home. No, going through the, the devil's triangle. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah, walking through the triangle, no doubt. And then going back again in the afternoon and, and really doing our own two-a-days. And, and it was just a different time, but you're sitting out there, you're sweating. And, and I was real blessed. And like, like Jesse, I played quarterback, mm-hmm. but I had an All-American in front of me that was a year older who's, who's one of my best friends to this day. But being surrounded by great athletes that competed. And Irvin's dynamic changed. You know, they're kind of the DAEP school of El Paso <laughs> now. But, but back then, I mean, we had very affluent kids at our school and, and they're very um, cultural, diverse. So it, it was awesome. You see, y'all had these good experiences from high school. I wasn't that good, but I was a YMCA all-star. Okay. Where, where now, let's not forget second grade, third grade. Right. Because before you can get to high school, you have to be a little league all-star. Mm-hmm. My career high in Little League basketball was 13 points. I scored 11 and one quarter. I was on pace for 44, and then they locked me down. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just those memories of playing sports growing up. In high school, I ran track. A lot of people know that I am a track runner. But I was a neighborhood superstar, in my opinion, on the basketball court. And it was just the experiences that we had, not only academically, but athletically, that drove us all to go to school. Now, I know that y'all have kind of skipped around me, but uh, your girl's a runner. Okay. Um, so, I, you know. She's a runner. She's a track star. Hey. <laughs> so, my experience, much like yours in elementary school, I won all of the number one ribbons in the race on field day. And yes. so, in high school, actually was, you know, I won low-key. I was in a band, um, raced one of our star uh, track stars. Coach immediately saw me, you're on the team. The freshman <laughs> smoked her. I could always run, but I never would tell anyone that I could run. And so, my little time on track, ninth grade year. Paul Lawrence Dunbar. No, and that's the important piece, but you brought it up. It starts at an early age. Yes. And here in Marlin ISD, we recognize that athletics does not just start in the ninth grade. It starts back in elementary school physical education. I learned how to walk and throw a baseball at the same time. That's how early I started with athletics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think we see it right now at our practices. We come off the practice field and we have the little bulldogs on the other practice field over there practicing. And then we just started with our junior highs with the morning practices, which is new for Marlin because we made a commitment to our athletics and and coaches are are really going the extra mile to be there in the morning and in the afternoon. So So without a doubt, Little League and giving those kids positive role models to look at and something to shoot for as they grow older is huge. Because I admit, 
I was on the seventh grade and eighth grade B team. Now, granted, we were undefeated. Okay. I'm not saying I didn't get my playing time. <laughs> but I was on the B team. I was a B team all-star. So if I was to say the most fond memory that I have in sports athletically, it was in middle school going 36-0 and 0 in football. Every team, seventh grade, eighth grade, A and B teams, mm. we ran through the city. So what are some of you all's just fondest memories, whether it's from little league, middle school, or high school that you can take with you, or even college, that, that you can take with you that you kind of want to impart in our students today here in Marlin? I think for me is the, the relationships I built. To me, the games were always stressful. What I look forward to is putting on my uniform, making sure my shoes were clean, having those conversations in the locker room is, is something that, that I'll remember forever because it's more than just the game on Fridays. There's just more than Tuesdays. Um, just being able to hang out with your friends outside the classroom is something that, that to me is important. Well, for me, I think that it's all around your character and who you are every day. Um, I always talk about a champion mindset, and I think that I want our kids to be champions. They have to think like champions, and that's in everything that they do. I think that everything, everything that they do, playing jacks, playing jacks, walking the hall, talking, um, writing on the board, your penmanship, whatever it is, championship mentality, championship mentality. <laughs> and so for me, that's great that relationship and building that. But they gotta lead one another and. They've got to be examples and just a picture of integrity because they're going to carry that out on the field or on the court or on the track. You know, for me in high school, my, my greatest memory was my senior year. We're playing for the district title against the number six ranked defense. And uh, on our final drive, I threw the, the game winning touchdown to my brother, mm -hmm. to my younger brother. Uh, it was his first high school touchdown. And, and so that's the one that sticks out to me the most. But you know, to be honest, and I can't say it here on this podcast, but college and in high school, the what they call hazing and bullying now, it was, you know, the rite of passage, the initiation. Mm -hmm. and That's called leadership. Yes. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> leadership, physical leadership. And so, um, but those things stay with you. Yes. And it's hard to understand why this generation doesn't get it. Correct. And I, and I saw that at the University of Texas at Austin. I speak about a lot about middle school because that's the fun piece. But at UT Austin, regardless of the sport, football or track, you knew who the leaders were. Mm -hmm. And that led to national championships. Yes. And so as we're thinking about trying to impart wisdom and coach our kids up, a lot of it does fall back on them. What are our own student athletes doing to say, I'm a leader within my team to step up and hold my teammates accountable? All right, I think back in high school, um, I'm sorry, I was an all-star. I just, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, it, it was a great experience in high school. You know, I was one of those kids that, being a country kid, growing up much like in Marlin, you know, I, I outran all the boys, fought all the boys, you know, king of the mountain. Now, did you run with shoes on or shoes off? Mm -hmm. Off. Oh, no, on the rock roads? Okay, <laughs> let me tell you about that. You know those rock roads that you have, and you ran the relays around the block? I know the about block? I know yeah, about and, and you couldn't see the handoffs because you couldn't see your second and third person. So you just believed they was coming around the corner. <laughs> oh, my team won. You see, see so, some of y'all don't know about that. So, yeah. No, so I know about the those, running barefoot. It's country yes. relays. Punch, all those yeah. country, relays. country relays. Oh, the best. You, you probably ran a 40-second 4 by one 
<laughs> but no one knew. Nobody knew. No one knew. All, as long as your team was coming around in first. And it was that blind corner. You didn't know what's happening. It was out of dust. The, the, the street lights about to come on, and you didn't know what's going to happen. But it was coming around that corner. My team was always in first. So as long as it was coming around in first. But, Ms. Henderson, you have a track record, and you're known for being a track star at the University of Texas at Austin. How was that experience? Fast, hard, because <laughs> I had all Olympians on my team. You thought you were good until you got up against yes. Olympians and Jamaican mm. Olympians and gold yes. medal winners and Canadian <laughs> Olympics and gold medal winners. Yes. And then the football team came out and you had to save face and you thought, oh God, this this is a hard this this is going to be a hard day. And like, oh God, the football team is out here. I got to run today. And so it was just you were um, amongst a team of of winners. You know, and so being amongst the teams of winners drove you, drove you to give your best every day. So how does athletics promote leadership within students? You know what? When students are out giving their best and when they are pride in performance, pride in performance. And that's where the leadership comes from is the pride in performance because you have a lot of pride in what you do. And if kids have a lot of pride in what they do, the leadership aspect is going to grow in them because um, it's important to them to do their very best for their team to look good, for them to look good, their teammates to look good, their coaches to look good, and starting with themselves. And if they start with themselves, then it trickles down, and that pride trickles down into everything that they're going to do from how they show up to practice. I was that kid, like, I ran to the track. Like mm. what a, what a gym was. That was I, the warm up. I was yeah. that was a warm up, and then I still warmed up when I got there. Yes. So that was the pride and the leadership, and I felt if I did that, then my teammates, I'm leading by example, and then my teammates are going to follow everything that I do. I I think that leadership and athletics go hand in hand, and and we had this talk with our team the other day about how you can lead. You can lead the right way, or you could lead people down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But it starts with us as the adults. And I think us as coaches, adults, professionals, if we're not willing to go that extra mile, because our word and our title and what we did prior to us getting here, it it means nothing. We have to be able to show and get past that and understand that they're the priority, not us. And our leadership, if it's selfless and for them to reach high levels and state championship mindset like we talk about, but not everybody's showing, until we get that piece right as adults, we're going to fail our kids, but our kids have the potential to grow and do things that I think we don't even understand. Well, you know what the bishop says. Yes. <laughs> there is a pain to potential <laughs> yes. because potential is unrealized, but all of our children have it inside of them. And there's things like fine arts and athletics that can help you lead your peers. I think it's more difficult to lead your peers because you're friends with them. You run the country relays with them. That's right. You hang with them all the time. But now how do I, as a fellow 15-year-old, hold you accountable to meeting the shared vision and the shared goal? Here at Marlon ISD, the mission is clear and the mission is simple. We will be the best. We're not here to win ribbons. We're here to win trophies. We're not here to just show up. We are here to show out. And whenever you put that name Marlon across your chest, Mm -hmm. it has to mean something. And whenever you represent our town and our community athletically, please believe everyone knows when the dogs are in the house. So currently, Coach Torres, where are we as a football program going into the 2021 season? Well, we're not there yet. And and as much as um, I would give uh, the lip service about it, but we're not there yet. And, and I think this Friday, we're going to find out exactly where we're at. And, you know, I'll go back to uh, 
So one of the things that I've heard within our leadership group and being with you guys is have the hard conversations and make the hard decisions if you if you really want to be the best. And so I think we've made huge strides. I think we're on the right path. But the pace at which we're traveling down that path, it's got to pick up. And and I had this discussion and and reflection last night. Mm -hmm. It's our adults. It's myself. It's the coaches. We've got to start bringing it a lot harder with a lot more energy so that we can speed up this process. That's in the Bible. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they wouldn't depart from it. I feel the belt finna come. (laughs) Here it comes. (laughs) And everything growing up used to be. Tighten it up. Train up a child. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Put the belt up. (laughs) You can still train by talking. (laughs) Why why, why am I getting swung on every day? So, Ms. Henderson, overall, athletically, what is the current state of Marlon ISD athletics? You know, we're on the move. You know, we talk about, you know, where we've been, but we really are on the move. Friday night, we'll, 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 de- we'll determine what move we're on. Volleyball is already on the move. They've, they won their first uh, ball game of the season on the road. as we And last season, only. too. So um, I am you know, proud of Coach Cleveland. I am proud yes, of yes. those ladies. So we're on the move. The middle school um, volleyball and football practices have started, and that's your foundation. And those kids are on a move. And the great coaching staff that our great superintendent has allowed us to bring in, and it starts with the adult and bringing in the right fit and the right adults. And so having those right fit and those right adults, bringing them in, is why our middle school programs are going to move mm-hmm. and why our high school programs are already moving and why our football program is already moving. And as we go into basketball and track and those other things, just wait and watch. You know, it's not paying lip service to it. Is that we really are, and they're more organized, and there's more discipline um, that I see. There's more structure, and there should be pride. Every little thing matters, from how you tuck your shirt in to how you walk into the gym, how you tie your how shoe. you tie your shoe, how you warm up. All of that really matters in terms of, and that's why I say our programs are moving because um, we've got coaches that understand that. Oh, and I'm very excited for the future of Marlin Athletics under UWAS leadership, and then Dr. Parker as the high school principal. And you know the future is bright when the shade is coming. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Wait, let me write that down. The future it's is bright. bright when the shade is coming. Tweet I love that. Yeah. I, I love haters. Sometimes you have to appreciate them because they let you know every hater is this. You are showing them what they could have become, but they did not. Absolutely. Yes. And here in Marlin, oh. Texas, the way in which we're getting our kids together, we're putting them back that pride, that culture, that passion behind athletics. We're letting everyone know Marlon's here to stay. So, like, we're on the move, we're on the rise, but whenever we get there, we're not going to go back down. We're going no. to maintain where we are as Bulldogs. No. Well, and that's just it is that, you know, I just heard a young man say today, you know, people didn't have belief in Marlon. And we have to, we have now have to move from defining um, Marlon by their circumstances and following our, defining our kids by their possibilities. Yes. And they are full of possibilities. And so to move us from that and just leave the circumstances alone. They're also full from all those uh, Takis with cheese Takis with cheese. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. you know. What y'all eat? Hot Cheetos. And so we might need to do a whole other episode on just athletic what you nutrition. Eat. What you eat? Yes. <laughs> because you can't have a championship mindset if you're in the restroom. And you're turning up a bag of hot <laughs> Cheetos right. like that. Huh? Yeah, tearing up the bag. I'm tearing up the restroom. Like, you nasty. Yes. Why does your stomach and hurt like that? Because you have competition, but you want to eat cookies yes. and Twinkies. Where they do your diet at? Yes. And right. so, but as leaders, it's all That's about right. teaching. 
And we, we have, have to make to. sure that we're teaching and coaching our kids not only on the court, on the field, but also to what you put in your body. So we speak a lot about potential and the possibilities. The future of Marlin athletics is bright. Yes. Coach Torres, what do you see as a few bright spots in Marlin athletics? I think the, the first one is that our kids, against all the negativity that have left us, are coming back. And, and their families are coming back. And we're working with them as a community. I, I think that's the hugest bright spot. And, and there's not a dollar amount you can put on that type of investment both ways from us as, as the ones that are here and those that are coming in. I think that the confidence in our kids and understanding and, and you know, and we talked about this at practice yesterday. I still think there's a great fear of being great. Mm-hmm. But we can't we can't tolerate that anymore. There, yes. you, you're either going to walk through the door with us, or you're going to perish in the dark. And become one of the two. To average, allergic to average. So once we push through that fear, and that's what we need to see this Friday night is we're going to see the confidence of the Darian Gallets, the Trajan Butlers, the Desmond Woodsons, who have grown. But it's time to take that next step. And so we have a bunch of little bright spots throughout this team. But as people who are, are seeking perfection in state titles, those bright spots need to explode. And I think you said something there because today when I was doing lunch duty, a uh, random kid walked up to me. And it, it was not your uh, Trajan Butler or your Darren Gerlett. It was another young guy on the team. Dr. Parker, you ready for Friday? I said, what's happening Friday? But I knew what was happening Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was happening Friday. Mess and I, and I asked him, what's happening? He say, you coming? Yeah, see you, see you do what? Win. Win, Dr. Parker. Okay. So, right, and, 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 and this is someone that might not even be, I don't know. You know, y'all know it's no secret. Y'all winning me over with football. I'm a basketball person, but uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about the football season because they are excited. So even when you see that in the locker room and that, just know it's trickling out. It's spilling over. Those kids are stopping. They're amped up. They're hyped up. And they're ready. So I'm so excited. Well, it's kind of, Coach, going back, and they are amped up, and we see that. But it's going back to where you said getting out of your comfort zone. It's kind of like when you want a, a girl to run under 60 seconds in the quarter. And she runs and runs, and she only runs 60 seconds because she doesn't think she has enough gas in the tank to go 57. She has enough gas in the tank to go 57. So on Friday night, we got enough gas in the tank to push past those comfort zones and get outside of it and go 100 yards down the field every time and score those touchdowns or spike the volleyball or whatever. So, you know, getting past that comfort zone and knowing that we have enough gas in the tank. And in Marlin, the future is extremely bright. And we're going to invest in yes. our students and in this community. Unveiling yes. Soon is going to be the multi-purpose activity complex. Yes. An yes. entire field yes. that is dedicated to physical education, yes. fine arts, and athletics. Yes. How okay. long is that field? Yes. The field is going to be a full 120 yes. yards yes. Yes. end yes. zone to end zone with a track around it on the elementary middle school campus yes. because that's where it starts. Yes. And we have to make sure that we're going to develop and build our kindergarten students yes. through fifth grade, yes. our middle school, and ultimately we cap mm-hmm. it off here in high school. And the goal is simple, state championships. Yes. Yeah. As I said earlier, we are Win. not here for participation ribbons. We want to make sure that as we're winning academically, mm-hmm. because we are, we're also winning in fine arts and in athletics. So I want to thank each of you for your leadership. 
I want to thank you today for tuning in to the Mainly Marlin Podcast. My name is Daryl Henson. We'll see you next time.